This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Bitcoin continues to be the flavor of the day within the cryptocurrency world. Prices around thirty-five dollars to $36,000 per Bitcoin for the speculative asset. But there is more and more question as to how much regulation we may see to be part of this world. In addition, a big player in the markets, Kathy Wood of ARK Investments, has filed to offer a Bitcoin ETF. Ray Sharif Askari is a director of investor relations for Grayscale Investments, and he joins us to take a look at this right now. Ray, thanks very much for a few moments. Thanks for having me on. So the landscape of the Bitcoin field right now is what? It's growing. I think there's a lot of additional excitement around it. And we're seeing, you know, over the last year or so, this has become something that people view as a real tool uh, for portfolio allocation, a real investment tool. So it's a really exciting time. Uh, what is the long-term view, do you think, that, that Bitcoin is going to play here uh, in in the markets and, more importantly, in the mix of the economy in general? Because we have a lot of countries right now that are saying that they want it to be a part of their normal currency at this point. They're at least saying that. Whether that will occur or not, we'll wait and see. Yeah, that's a great question. I think today in, in the developed world, for you and I, this is, um, this is an investment tool. It's a store of value. We have access to financial services, but there are over 2.5 billion people all over the world that don't. And so as we see adoption, as we see nation states adopt Bitcoin as legal tender, it's really exciting because it shows that we're moving towards a future state where Bitcoin may have the opportunity to fulfill its more egalitarian mission as a tool for financial inclusion. So I think that's really exciting, and I am excited for a world where Bitcoin can help people all over the world that don't have access to financial services basically send money anywhere for free very quickly. Right. So that that concept of financial inclusion, that's more of a global viewpoint uh, than anything, correct? That's right. We're joined by Ray Sharif Askari, who's Director of Investment Relations for Grayscale uh, Investments. Uh, So the conversation around some of the concerns we've heard and seen around Bitcoin, and obviously I think the the concerns around ransomware, those are obviously out there. And I think to a degree that links in uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, et cetera, in there. What do you say to those people that have concerns about that right now? I think there are a lot of people that have a lot of concerns, and I would just remind them that a lot of these things are sensationalized in the media, and it's to some extent overblown, and this is a new asset class. It's, you know, people, um, it's growing, there's going to be growing pains, and it's something that is going to continue to evolve and be more regulated, and anecdotally, um, I think this is something, blockchain technology and Bitcoin has been something that I think can be really helpful as it relates to tracking money. Um, but again, it's just a nascent asset class, and I think we've, we've got a ways to go. But I'm not worried about it, and I think historically there has been a lot of noise, whether it's ransomware or China or the ESG narrative. Bitcoin has been challenged the entire time it's been around, which is about 12 years now. 
it always bounces back. And I think, you know, our investors are confident, we're con- confident that it will continue to bounce back. There's been a lot in the news about uh, recently about uh, crypto and retirement accounts. Uh, why do you think that, that this is starting to filter into that region? Absolutely. So a lot of people over the last few years have made a lot of money investing in digital currencies, um, and they've paid a lot in taxes. So it makes sense that they are thinking about ways to make these investments in a more tax-advantaged way. And I think at the same time, people have put away money in these retirement accounts, these tax-advantaged accounts, and so they're looking for compelling long-term investment opportunities, um, which Bitcoin is a great candidate. And so, you know, I sound like one of those pharmaceutical commercials when I say this, but I would encourage everybody to talk to their IRA provider or their provider of their tax-advantaged account about ways to invest in digital assets. Obviously, a lot of the conversation, I think, is around Bitcoin. But how do you also discuss some of the other cryptos that are out there, Dogecoin, Ethereum, et cetera? I think it's fair to say that a lot of our investors and a lot of investors generally get their first exposure to the asset class through allocations to Bitcoin. And there's an, every day there's more use cases, whether it's privacy technology like Zcash or Horizon or DeFi, decentralized finance, which we're hearing about all the time. So we're seeing diversification in the asset class consistent with what we see in traditional asset classes. When, like when you think about people buying stocks, for instance, and that's really encouraging. And in fact, about a billion of the assets we raised last year went into non-Bitcoin products. So over the longer term, I think I see this playing out like the precious metals family, where there's a handful of protocols that stand the test of time and each serve a unique purpose and have a unique place in the ecosystem, like gold and silver and copper, for instance. Yeah. And and since you mentioned that, there has been, I've heard some discussion recently about whether or not uh, you could see cryptocurrency to a degree take a little bit of the market away from some of those precious metals. Is that something you could see occurring as well? I can absolutely see that occurring. And today, Bitcoin as digital gold has become one of the big narratives for Bitcoin as we've entered into a new financial regime where we have money printing, concerns around inflation. People are now looking to Bitcoin as a store of value, the way they've historically looked to gold, because it is verifiably scarce. It's fungible. It's um, divisible. It's recognizable. And it's also a lot easier to send and around than something like gold is. So I absolutely think we're going to continue to see that. And and I guess as long as we continue to see the growth in the use of blockchain, then we should expect to see the, the growth in the use of Bitcoin and other cryptos. Absolutely. I think blockchains are important and their digital, their native tokens are really important because those are the incentive mechanisms that validate the blockchain and keep everything secure. It's what makes it work. What's going to have to occur to have a more, a greater acceptance here in the U.S.? And, and I say that from 
you know, what we mentioned earlier with all these stories of governments wanting to, you know, bring them into their currency mix, I think there's still a question as to whether or not that might occur here in the U.S. I think the big opportunity for us is education. It's hard to say, you know, what the government's approach is going to be in the future or when something like that's going to happen. But there's still a ton of opportunity to educate folks on digital assets. And even, you know, having this conversation, I think there's a lot of people that have a lot of questions. This is an intimidating asset class. It's like digital cash. It can be hacked. It can be, you know, people lose their private keys. So we've created a lot of educational tools on our website. And I think it's also access products. You know, we've created a suite of products that make it easy for people to invest, that take this new, strange investment product and put it into the form of something traditional, like a security. So I think education is the biggest thing from my perspective. And then as, you know, as we continue to to have more access products that make it easier for folks to invest. So it's probably not surprising to see somebody like Kathy Wood want to go down the road of a Bitcoin ETF? Not at all. Not at all. I think, you know, we've seen a lot of folks um, file for Bitcoin ETFs. We don't know. You know, I'd be remiss to tell you any kind of um, guess around when we think a Bitcoin ETF is going to get approved. Yeah. But we are, I mean, from our perspective, we've come out and told our clients and the public that we're 100% committed to converting our products into ETFs. And that's something that in the meantime, um, when we, while we don't know when that's going to happen, we're going to continue to, you know, people are going to leverage the existing products that exist, like our products and others that are out there. And, and more and more investing just in general around Bitcoin, uh, you know, expected in the future. And, and for you guys, uh, you know, the trust that, that you run as well, correct? Absolutely. We, we've created these suite of products, which are basically, again, they're available um, publicly through brokerage exchanges, and they give everybody the, the ability to buy any amount of um, digital assets. Each of these has a different digital, it's backed by different digital assets, whether it's, you know, Zcash or Chainlink or whatever, and um, they get to own it without having to worry about sourcing the assets or custodying them or getting a wallet and, and you know, sending, you know, t- taking care of their private key. We've just created a, a framework where it just fits into the, the, the way that people are used to owning these assets, which is in the form of a stock, essentially. So what do you say then to, to the listeners of the show who, you know, are maybe investors, but maybe, you know, not to the extent as a lot of the people we hear about on Wall Street every day? What's what do you tell them about how they should think about the investment around crypto? I think they should think about it like they would think about any other investment. This is obviously a risk investment. It's new. It's not for everybody. You know, no one should go out and just invest all their net worth in it. But they should think about it as a small percentage of their portfolio, whether that's half a percent or 5%. It really depends on your risk appetite. And they should ask their financial advisors about Bitcoin. They should think about Bitcoin in in their IRAs. They should ask their IRA providers about Bitcoin. And they should just be thoughtful like they would be in any other asset class. Great to have you with us today. Thanks very much for your time, Uh, Ray. I wish you all the best. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Ray Sharif Asghari, who is Director of Investor Relations for Grayscale Investments. 
To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.